0: Welcome to the Lucky Titan podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan podcast. Today, we have a good friend of mine, Nick Capozzi here on the mic with us. And Nick is the founder and CEO of salespitching.com. This guy is awesome. I'm just going to put it that way, Nick.
1: <laughs> I could go into how do, this. For- how do I follow up from that, Josh? Uh, you know, <laughs> blank statement. This guy's, I better be a good guest now. Yeah, I would
0: say, I mean, if, if you don't perform, we won't post it, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that to Nick because him and I have been working together for what? Six months now, Nick, probably? Yeah, Somewhere yeah around there? sounds, like it. sounds um, like it. I wanted to bring Nick on in particular, really as a guest expert, because Nick has been in the sales pitching world for like 20 years. I don't want to date you, but
1: yeah, no, I, it's okay. Yeah, people <laughs> think I'm a little bit younger generally. So I'll, I'll just, I'll roll with that. We're yeah. good. But yeah, like, he's like
0: 25. <laughs> been pitching since he was born. So I was pitching as a child. <laughs> So Nick Nick is really here to help us today. We're going to be talking through a three-step process that him and I have been using. I really think this is something that's going to be valuable. We've personally been using Nick to do some of our sales videos, to train our sales team. He works a lot of our bigger clients. I mean, this guy's really, really good at helping close the deal quickly. And as he always says, take the money, right? <laughs> take the money. <laughs> I literally am going to put a sign on my, my wall that says that. So Nick... Say what's up to everybody first off, and then tell us something about yourself that most people wouldn't know about you. All
1: right, hey Lucky Titan audience, thanks for having me, I appreciate uh, being here. I'll tell you three things about me real quick because they're all relevant to what I do. First, I I was born and raised in Montreal, Canada. Second, I went to school for broadcasting. So I was in radio and television. And then third, I was in the cruise industry for uh, almost 20 years, actually lived at sea for about 10 years. So it's just kind of been an interesting story. And when I talk about pitching and presenting, it's that broadcast background mixed with being on stage for all those years, presenting a lot of different products to a lot of different tourists. So. Um, that's kind of the long and short of, of why I do it, and you know, I, but something else that's interesting too. When you're when you're talking to people and trying to build engagement quickly, it's always good to give them a little bit of interesting background about you know why you're doing what you're doing. And cruise ships isn't easy. That's like you worked in the cruise industry for twenty. You lived on at ships for like ten years. I'm like, I know. I could be a Netflix original series just sitting on a couch telling cruise ship stories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's do it. We'll pitch it to Netflix. So Nick, let's, let's go in then to the three-step process. So fill us in on the three steps and then let's just dive into those.
1: So just for the sake of, of time today, I mean, obviously the sales process is going to be bigger than three steps, but the three that are really, you know, your critical ones is going to be, how are you generating leads? That's always one of the first questions I ask companies or entrepreneurs Two, how are you presenting it, which is really where I spend a lot of my time and then three, how you close it. So it's been an interesting year with everything that's happened, obviously in terms of lead generation and the older ways or the traditional ways of kind of getting in front of someone has really changed. I mean, everyone's virtual, they're at home now. So it's not even like trying to call an office number and get through the gatekeeper. It's how do I engage with that person I want to talk to? And I know that I spent a lot of my time on LinkedIn. um, And I think the opportunity people miss with something like LinkedIn is everyone's out there, you just gotta come up with a creative way to engage them and get them interested. And one of the most basic things that I suggest to people is one, when it comes to lead generation is you wanna create some level of content, you want people to understand who you are uh, and you know what you're talking about to make it interesting. But then the other thing, and I think people miss this a lot, if I found you on LinkedIn, Josh, and I wanted to connect with you, a lot of people just click connect. That add note feature is so important because there you can actually, you know, reach out to someone. And if you've taken the time to look at their profile, which you should, you can reference things that can build rapport. So maybe it's where they're from, maybe it's where they went to school. Maybe they have a technical certificate that you weren't expecting, right? So, oh, you were a hockey coach, I played hockey, right? So it gives you that opportunity. And I think people are so concerned with how do I get 100 new leads into my funnel, as opposed to how do I get maybe 40 really qualified leads into my funnel. I find that more effective for me personally.
0: Love that. I mean, I, this, this process is one that we've been using for even bef- since before the coronavirus, you know, and, and I mean, being able to, to approach high quality business leads, really, there's no better place than LinkedIn. We found that for us, you know, generating a, a B2B sales lead can come from multiple different places, but you're going to have to start weeding through people. But LinkedIn already does that weeding for you. So when sure. you're landing onto their page, you know, this is a qualified lead or they're really good at faking it. We've also run into that.
1: <laughs> sure. Sure. But you know what? A lot of people don't use Sales Navigator. They're like, ah, I don't want it. it's the best 80, 90 bucks, whatever it is I spend every month, right? Because that way I can really drill down and get granular with who I'm looking for. If I want to meet, software as a service companies in Austin, Texas, that have one to 10 employees, it's right there, right? Another thing that I do with lead generation personally, and if you have the time to get this granular with your own business development, to me, it's very effective. I go to loom, uh, loom loom.com. I think that's what it is. (laughs) And a lot of times if I want to meet someone specifically or if I'm connected and want to generate an interesting conversation, I'll take a quick 30 second, 45 second video of me on loom that you can just drop into that conversation on LinkedIn. Now, if you're adding them as a connection, the thumbnail won't populate, it'll just be the link. But if you're already connected and you're sending a message, what's really great is that the thumbnail will actually come up. So you can really personalize it. And then how you, you word it, you know, how you're actually reaching out to them. And I, for me, I found that to be probably the most effective lead generation tool that I've
0: ever come across personally. Love that. I mean, honestly, I would agree with this, obviously, because we work together, Nick. But I mean, this is a process that, especially if you're even starting out and you're trying to get big ticket sales, anything honestly over $5,000 should be, in my opinion, the leads should be generated through LinkedIn. A lot of great ways to generate leads there. So make sure you go and check that out. Sign up for Sales Navigator. We're not even getting paid to promote this, man. We should reach out to them. Like, hey, We're we're promoting you. Give us a commission.
1: (laughs) But I've always used, you know, LinkedIn. I was always, um, you know, worked with an IT company, simply PHP out of Montreal. And if you need any PHP work, these guys are the best, truly. Um, And, you know, they, this was, this was a long time ago and LinkedIn was a much different place back then. It was kind of in that, that phase between it's just for posting resumes to being as robust as it is today. But I used to go into a lot of groups and find, you know, people who are looking for PHP development, and that's how I would kind of broker those relationships. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I've always leveraged LinkedIn, and it's 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 really critical, um, but what, what's your message, and, and how are you amplifying that to the wor- world, and, and I'll kind of go into the next one, then, you know, we talked about lead generation, so let's talk about presentations, and this is really where, um, you know, I have a lot of experiences, because we present you know, when I was in, on, in the cruise industry, like 60 products and 60 minutes and talk about a lot of things. And, you know, what was interesting as a, as a radio guy, which I always thought of myself as I kind of developed into a sales guy, was I'd have 4,000 people get on in Miami on Saturday and then 4,000 more the next week. So I would change scripting a little bit about what I was trying to promote, right? Even if it was Jamaican coffee, you know, how could I get more sales? How could I make it more engaging and interesting? And so that's where I spend a lot of my time in the presentation world because what often happens, especially if you're either an entrepreneur or if you're in the $10 million a year revenue range, in my experience, what typically happens there is that the owner operator who's usually either an operator or the technical person becomes the de facto head of business development and selling. Right. But they're not They're. It's often miscast, but they're, passionate about what they do. They're passionate about their business. So, um, you know, they're the ones out there amplifying their message. And when I can actually sit down with someone and rip apart their 30 minute zoom, right. And that's a lot of what I do is I'll, I'll watch someone's 30 minute zoom, break it apart and rebuild it. So it's, it's, it's engaging and it, and it gives the right information you want to relay. And two things that I always run into is one I'll see people who have an 80 slide deck for a 30 minute conversation. And I think what you really have to understand is, you know, what do you do? How do you do it? And how do you do it differently? And then what's your call to action? And, you know, if you're, if you're, de- if you're still using a deck, which you don't need to, but if you're using a deck, you know, six to 10 slides is really what you need. The other thing I run into a lot is that, when, you know, when people have built a business, they're so afraid of missing the wrong word that's worked for them before that they're just constantly talking they're trying to get as much information out as possible and, oh, don't forget about this. Oh, and let me remind you about this. Oh, this is really important. The problem with that is that you're giving way too much information to your prospect and it overwhelms them, right? You want to keep it very simple. You want to edit what you're doing. So if you're in a 30-minute Zoom, you know you want to have two to three minutes of you know just kind of chewing the fat, getting to know each other, And then you want your presentation to be eight, nine minutes. And if you've laid it out correctly, you'll lay out breadcrumbs for them to ask the questions you want them to ask. But you want to make sure that at least half that conversation is the opportunity for them to ask questions.
0: Love that. You know, I mean, when it comes down to it, if you're generating a lead that's that's high quality, you've already put in that work, you've laid that foundation. But when you approach them, that sales conversion is is uh, it's building upon that foundation. So for you, Nick, I mean, what have you found to be kind of the most effective methods for for generating an appointment for a sale and then also a close?
1: So for generating an appointment, it's going to be, you know, being creative, either you being the creative salesperson or creatively presenting the product or service in an interesting way that they wanna learn more about it, right? There's a ton of companies that do X, well, if they're all kind of the same and kind of give the same messaging and kind of sound the same, how do you stand out from the crowd, right? And a lot of times that's with personalization. People still buy from people they like. People forget about that rule, but it's incredibly important. People buy from people they like. So really engaging people. And one thing that I used to I teach a lot of people because you know, when I would train people in the cruise industry, um, everyone assumes they're Americans, but the people that work on the ship aren't Americans. So I'd be teaching someone from Serbia or from South Africa, how to build rapport and engage people from the United States. And for me, cause I'm actually from Canada originally, um, I realized, and this was just me being a 20 year old, you know, kid on the gangway as people were coming on the ship and just saying, welcome aboard, hi, how are you? Where are you visiting from? And it became such a simple thing. Where are you visiting from? But that really became, um, something where I built this kind of personal database in my head of every single state, every single major city, every single state park. Cause I was always just looking to to have a conversation cause I didn't want to be in my cabin. I mean, I, that's, I'm, you know, I'm an extrovert. I want to be out having a good time with these people. And, you know, I realized that Americans after their loved ones and, and themselves generally, and I'm painting with a broad stroke here, uh, but generally they love to talk about where they're from. Right. It's, 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 we forget in the U S That it's a very you know tribal country you wear your colors right i'm wearing my university of wisconsin you know red don't show me that golden gopher stuff from minnesota and you know i would teach people from india someone's from mississippi what do you like you like food great ask them what's the one thing i gotta eat in mississippi oh it's catfish and hush puppies fantastic because what happens the next time you meet someone from mississippi You don't have to have been to Mississippi. You can say, Oh, wow. I'm a big food guy. I was talking to some guests last week. I heard I got to get catfish. And they'll be, Oh my gosh, how do you know that about Mississippi and that instant rapport. So one thing I always, I always have LinkedIn open as a browser, especially before I get on a call and look at, again, you know, I mentioned this earlier, where are they from? What have they done? Where can you build rapport? So that's kind of giving you a long answer to your short question, but you know, again, positioning yourself differently and standing out from the crowd is key when it comes to the second part of your question, which is closing. If you've laid out a really good argument, first of all, you got to find the pain point. And once you found the pain point of what the client actually needs, um, you know, you craft the solution to exactly their specific ailment. And a lot of times people offer, you know, uh, an in the box solution where it's, it's kind of all the same. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm selling the same thing, I'm selling it the same way to everyone else. When I talk about presentations, you really want to have about 20 presentations in your head, right? Because it depends on what the client needs, um, where they're from, um, you know, all those things. And you need to be able to pivot mid conversation. And I think it's funny now because we leave, we live in such a uh, niche down kind of world where, you know i used to say hey i i'm versatile i do everything in sales and marketing what do you want to talk about for the next 45 minutes to get right to the pain point but we live in a world where people want to hear no i really spec- you know i'm really uh, specific and i really work with presentations and sales presentations so it's a fine line that i think a lot of people it's it's where they get stuck but if you can pivot your mes- message mid conversation to truly you know fix the pain point the client's going to be interested And then it's just a matter of understanding, you know, where they stand as a company and if your price point matches where they are. And also people forget as for the sale, that's where, especially new salespeople, but even established ones, they're afraid to talk money or they're afraid to just ask for it. And, you know, for me, I'm really casual when I talk about what the price is and and what it is. And I just kind of weave it into the regular conversations, not like, I'm standing there, deer in the headlights. Like, so it's it's a twenty thousand dollars solution, right? Well, you know, here's the beautiful thing. So the solution's twenty thousand dollars, but your ROI, or here's this case study, or you know, whatever it is, and you just kind of really tie it in seamlessly. That that's really key when you're asking for the actual sale.
0: Yeah, love that. I mean, I, I've seen this in action. You know, as we've we've even been on some sales calls and stuff together. It's it's really intriguing. Um, the way that you sell, that you can come into some, to, to a conversation and you can just make it conversational instead of a sales pitch. And, and I think a lot of people struggle with that because they're like, well, how do I weave in the copy? And, and honestly, it really just comes down to be a human being, be nice to them, be like a Canadian, man, be a Canadian. <laughs> be a, I'm be a very a- Americanized Canadian for the record. <laughs> but, yeah. but be, be, uh, be kind to the people and, and you'll actually see that it makes it comfortable in the conversation when you're like, oh yeah, did I tell you the price? Yeah, it's only $90 or whatever, you know,
1: yeah. $90,000. And I think too, Josh, it's important that people realize, um, you know, a lot of times I'm not the right fit for whoever I'm talking to. So as opposed to think, you know, being defeated and getting off the phone, I'm like, you know what? I don't have the right solution for you, but you know what? I know who does. And when you can broker that relationship with nothing more than just, You know, this client really needs a different solution that I'm able to provide. What that does is one, you know, it, it, first of all, it's great for your own, you know, network and and being able to refer business to other people, but it's also great because it positions you as a, Hey, listen, I don't need Nick's solution today. I might down the road, but Nick gave me, you know, advice that kind of took me away from, you know, being his client and put me in touch with someone else. Right. I mean, that's, if you want authenticity, I mean, that's a great way to do it. And people still want to buy, well, I mean, listen, you want to be authentic in everything you do in life. Um, But, you know, when I'm talking to people, there's, I don't want to say I'm authentic all the time. I am, but it's because it's just, I don't know any other way to be, right? I mean, I I need to sleep at night. So there's also, you know, could I go out and, and, you know, be persuasive and sell what I need to sell to anybody? Sure, I could do that. But, you know, I want to really find, um, these lifelong solutions. Cause I want to work with people, not for one year or one contract. I want to have a 30 year relationship with these people.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that if you come at it with that viewpoint too, it's more, it, it almost puts, puts the pressure on them, right? That you're not having to have that pressure of, Oh my goodness, as a sale close, you're more of qualifying them. Like, are we a good fit? And yeah. I, I've even seen that with my own selling because when we first met, I told you, like, I'm not really a big salesman type person, but my, my, personal sales method is is doing that right just saying hey like let's figure out what the real solution your problem is and if i can't offer the best one to you i'm not going to sell it to you so i'll sell you somebody else's who's is fantastic and that's how we started our whole company was that way because i knew hey i don't know everything but let's let's go out and sell it sell other people's products that we know are going to benefit the the client best
1: absolutely and One more thing I wanted to, to talk about, Josh, and I think this is an opportunity missed by so many companies and, and entrepreneurs. You know, we talk about putting out content and that's, that's obviously very important, but using video in general, whether that's in your lead generation, whether it's in your drip marketing campaigns, whether it's you know, part of your clothes, using video was important in 2019. Some companies did it good, most didn't. Well, it's not important in 2020, it's, it's beyond critical. And a lot of companies still don't do a great job with it. So really assessing what you're doing um, with your video, because the reality is that's what that's what people are buying is is you know wh- what's being explained to them today, especially with video. And I, I find especially a lot of tech companies and and software as a service companies, they tend to you know have like an animated video. Well, that doesn't really that's not going to be engaging. You want someone engaging, you know, being the representative for you you know, in a video that people are gonna to wanna to watch and be like, you know what, that's logical. I'm, I'm gonna, that's a good idea. And I'll give you one last tip, Josh, if I may, to the audience. That's it. One thing I tell people all the time, whether you're writing a presentation, whether you're writing copy for video, everyone writes as if it's to be read. And the problem is that when you deliver that, it sounds very boxy and unauthentic. So when I'm writing copy, what I'll do is I'll grab my phone and I'll make voice notes and then either transcribe that and then I have a rough, you know, kind of roughed out version that I'll throw into a Word document and then work it that way. But a lot of people just sit there in front of their computer with Word doc open and they're like, okay, paragraph one, that's not relatable, right? You have to be relatable and you have to be authentic and writing as if it's to be spoken is really a game changer that, you know, I've helped a lot of people with over the years.
0: Love that. Well, and so everybody, make sure you go check out Nick's stuff. This guy knows what he's talking about, obviously, and I really hope this was a very insightful episode to everybody. Nick, where can people connect with you? So
1: salespitching.com uh, or just, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to to meet more interesting people on LinkedIn. That's that's where I live, man. That's, that's where I spend most of my day. It's It's either in front of a camera or on LinkedIn. So that's where I live. <laughs>
0: Or in front of a camera on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, that you're, you know what? You're right. There you go. There's Some just, combination you know, of the both. That's the both the worlds. <laughs> so there we go. Check out salespitching.com. Nick will be there for you guys. If you want to connect with him, I will add this all into the show notes as well. Um, Nick is the guy that we personally use. I would highly recommend him. So make sure you go and check out his stuff at salespitching.com and we'll catch you all later.